Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey there, it's Matt Tommy, and I'm so glad that you're on the podcast with me today. Listen, I want to share in this podcast and the next uh, one of my favorite recordings uh, that I shared at Gathering of Artisans, our conference that we do every year here in Asheville, North Carolina, and it's called The Power of Imagination. Listen, as I was just listening to it this morning and uh, reviewing some things as we were developing some new resources for uh, my artist mentoring program, the Lord just began to really uh, quicken in my heart, hey, this is a message that needs to get out. And so I want to make it available to you. I'm doing it in two podcasts uh, so that you can really uh, use this opportunity to hear the Lord in your life about how he wants to use and develop and deepen uh, this beautiful engine called your imagination inside of you so that you can not only imagine your art and imagine incredible creative projects with him, but you can also co-labor with him to imagine and manifest the life that God designed for you, the abundant life that Jesus promised. So, hey, enjoy this and uh, share it with a friend. I hope it blesses your socks off. This is part one of The Power of Imagination. Hey, tonight I want to talk to you about... um about something that is really near and dear to my heart and something that God has been teaching me about in the last few years called imagination. Ever heard of that? Yeah, we all have one. And um, the interesting thing about uh, the kingdom is this, is this beautiful thing that God has put inside of us that lives, that moves and breathes and functions inside of you right now as a child of God. We were talking in my marketing class. By the way, if you want a really anointed class, go to marketing next year. Because I don't, I don't know why it is. Everybody's like, oh, marketing. I, who was in the marketing class? Was it anointed? I'm not kidding. I mean, not because of me. It was just like God was showing up in conversation and bringing revelation. But there's this interesting thing about how we have uh, positioned this idea of imagination and, and positioned our um, ability to understand who God is and what he does in the earth. Most of our church services, most of our songs, most of our prayer even is kind of geared toward this, I'm here, you're there, life really sucks, I need you to break in and do something. Is this recorded? I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and it's this whole idea of, you know, oh God, please come down. And God's up there saying, I did. Remember the whole Jesus thing? <laughs> I did. Remember the whole Holy Spirit thing? <laughs> and so you have these crazy verses like the ones in Second Peter that said you've already been given everything that you need for life and godliness. That if you want to participate in the divine nature of God, you do it through the precious promises begging God, oh God, please come down and change me, fix me, do this, give me that, you know, convince him to do something for me. No, no, no. no it's about unleashing the kingdom that already lives inside of you. Imagine if you had the understanding that everything, every, say everything. everything, everything, but not money, Matt. I mean, you have to work for you. Everything. 
Imagine this God who created you on the day of creation with everything that you would need in the package, came with you in fullness, everything that you needed for life and godliness, and that all you had to do when you got saved is begin to understand that that's inside of you, and that day by day it's a process of receiving the good things that he has for you. Think about this annoying verse, Mark eleven twenty four. Lest it bust your theology a little bit. This is, therefore, when you pray, beg God. No, it doesn't say that. It says, therefore, when you play, pray, believe that you have what? Already received it. And you would have it. Now, why would God say that if he had not already given it to you? Just to make you mad? No. See, we've been trained by religion to think, I'm just a worm, I'm just a this, I'm just a that. I'm, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I hate that bumper sticker. Christians are not perfect, we're just saved, you know. Well, I, no, Christians are sons and daughters. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. We've been one who have been endowed and called and assigned to be ambassadors of the King in the earth. And, and if you've been wired as a creator and as a creative then your assignment in the earth is in line with your design. Your, your creative gifting is not some crazy thing that, that God just did to make you annoyed or make your husband or wife annoyed. Why are they like that? You know, they're just an artist. They're, you know, you've heard that before. No, that's, that's not what God did. God designed you on purpose as an artist to be an ambassador for his glory, to release his light and life into the earth. Why? So that his name would be glorified and, get this, you didn't hear this in church, and that you might live life and live it to the full. Did you know that your calling is supposed to be fun? Did you know that your calling is supposed to be one that gives you life and fulfillment? So, so imagine this. You're created. You're created with an assignment. You're created with all purpose. You're created with all provision. You're created with all connection. And the only thing God is asking of you is to see and agree. To just say yes to the things that he shows you every day in line with your assignment. I don't have to do your assignment. I have to do my assignment, right? I don't have to be like you. You don't have to be like me. I just get up and I do the things that I see Jesus, that I hear Jesus saying to me every day. So Jesus says, go talk to that client. Okay. Email that person. Okay. Start this business. Really? Yes. (laughs) Paint this picture. Write this song. Push that melody a little further. That dance move that you just thought about it. Stop and write it down. That lyric that you just got in the car. Where's your iPhone? You need to get out. Do something. Why? Because that's part of your assignment. And did you know that God didn't design you to beg for money? God didn't design you to be in poverty? How many of you know? How many of you have read Unlocking the Heart of the Artist? Oh, Lord, we need to buy some more copies, y'all. Pull out your Kindle right now. No. The starving artist is not... That syndrome, that curse is not who you are. That's a part of the curse, the fall of Adam and and Cain. It's a part of this whole thing of having to work by the sweat of your brow and make it happen by yourself. God never intended you to have to live like that. Your provision in your life comes by revelation. That is what God shows you in line with your assignment. Most of the reasons a lot of artists struggle with money is because... 
they're over here in somebody else's assignment wondering why God's not providing for them. I just offended the whole crowd at one time. (laughs) Does that mean that God wants you to quit your job? Absolutely not. It means that our job is not to go chase money. Our job is to find out what our assignment is. And as we grow in stewardship of the giftings that God's invested in us, suddenly God begins to open up more and more opportunities for us until one day you look around and you think, this is incredible. And the Father's like, yep, I designed this especially for you. Wow. That's the kind of God that we serve. And so imagination is not just this this idea, not just this thing that we talk about. It's not just the, oh, isn't he imaginative? You know, we just kind of, you know, we use that even for kids that disobey. Well, he's very imaginative, you know. I mean, <laughs> I think they may have said that about, Tanya says that about me. He's like, oh, he's very imaginative, you know. No, no, she loves me. Imagination is not something to, to just be thought about lightly. I believe imagination is a part of our eternal being. It's a part that lives inside. I believe it lives, is kind of housed in our spirit. Why? Because God imagines. God imagines. He, and how do we know that God imagines? Because God is one who, God is one who sees. God is one who dreams. God is one who can see those things that are not as though they were and said, hmm, I think that's a great idea. Poof. He says, let there be light and light just Well, he had to think about it first, didn't he? He had to dream about it first. He had to be inside of his being. And see, this is kind of the nature of the kingdom, that God brings us in to his beautiful creative process as sons and daughters. So we, through our imagination, get to see things in the spirit, agree with things in the spirit that he wants to release. And and as all this swirl is going around, and we're listening to the voice of the Lord at different times in our life, all of a sudden we get, bing. You ever have that happen to you? Just a revelation? Just the light bulb goes off, a new idea, a new connection, a whatever. And we think, what do we think? Well, we think, oh, I, I can't do that. I'm not qualified enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. I've been through too much. I've, I've done too much. I don't know how to make that happen. And Father's not asking you for any of that. He's only asking for your what? Your Yes. He's only asking for your yes. See, God is this God who loves the messy process. Oh, that's frustrating. (laughs) See, because when God shows you something, when he shows you revelation, it's not like he's given it to you in finished format. A lot of people think that, right? I've heard people say that. You know, I've jokingly said this to, to songwriters over the years. People come up to you. You know, I've said this, Lynette. People say, oh, God gave me that song. I said, honey, it's because he didn't want it. Bless his heart. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Most of the time when God gives us an idea or an image or an inspiration or revelation, what he's wanting to do is get you to cooperate with him in a process of releasing more of him in your circle of influence. I'll say that again. When God gives you an idea or revelation, what he's wanting to do, he's giving you an invitation to say yes so that you can be a part of releasing his nature, his light, his life into 
your circle of influence. Because what happens with that? Every time God shows up, transformation happens. And that's why God wants to use us in the arts and in every area of culture. He wants to use us as ambassadors to release transformation in the earth. Does God love beautiful art? Absolutely. But it's not just about making beautiful art. It's about making intersection points. That when somebody, in, when somebody engages your art, when somebody hears your song, when somebody reads your book, watches you dance, something inside of them is quickened. And the Holy Spirit goes, bing, 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 bing. And transformation begins to happen. It's the secret weapon of the kingdom. And see, creativity and imagination, this ability to, to see and agree with heaven and to release that into the earth, this is not just something that we have the corner on with art, as artists. It's, something, it's the way the kingdom works. All The nature of the prophetic ministry is to do what? To see and agree, to hear and agree, Right? I mean, what else is it? Anything else is working in the flesh. Is <laughs> to, to hear, you know, if you give somebody a word, you know how to do this. I just feel like the Lord's saying this and that, and the person's like, <laughs> what's happening? Transformation's happening. So why don't you believe that for your art? Why don't you begin to believe that for the songs that you write, for the, the dances that you do, for the, the pieces that you create? Why, why not believe that when a basket of mine goes in somebody's house, that this whole thing about imagining, and it's, it's going to require thinking outside the box and doing things in ways that don't always make sense. See, without imagination, I believe that it's impossible to have faith because faith is based on the, on the not yet right? Faith is based on the not yet, the hope and the desires and the dreams of your heart. Unless you can see, unless you can feel, unless you can tap into some way in, in this beautiful emotional way that God has given us, unless you can tap into that, faith will never be birthed in your heart because faith is all about being fully persuaded. How many of you have tried to do things just kind of by the book and, oh, yeah, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, and you don't feel nothing? And you're like, well, I'm, I'm quoting Scripture every day. I don't know why. It's because nothing's in your heart. See, one of the reasons God gives us imagination is because imagination creates images. Image, image, imagination. See, the way that God's wired us, I think, is phenomenal. <laughs> the way that God's wired us is he's wired us to, to, to be moved by image. I mean, you could, you could close your eyes right now and probably see images of trauma in your life. You can close your eyes and see images of dreams in your life. You can see images of memories. You can see, uh, for those of you who have dreams and faith, you can see images of what you hope your life is going to be, right? Can you? I mean, if I said close your eyes right now and imagine a red Coke can, you, you could see that. Well, I can see myself right now. I can see my work in the Smithsonian at the Renwick. I can see the Matt Tommy wing. Woo! Hallelujah. They're going to have to build a new wing on the thing. Move over, Obama. Matt's coming through. No, I got... I can see that in my mind. There's, there's a reality to it. There's an emotion attached to it. I can remember when God began to call me to be a full-time artist. He would 
visit me in the night, dreams. I would see, have dreams about it. I would see things. I would, I would feel emotions. There's something that's being created. There's an agreement that's happening with my imagination. And see, we've been so trained in the church, you know, don't be caught up with vain imaginations. Well, what are vain imaginations? Vain imaginations are, are imagining and focusing your imagination on things that are not of the Lord. On things that have no eternal value. So if there's vain imaginations, there's got to be holy imaginations, right? It's like everything God gives us can be used, all right, for his glory. And so God gives us this engine of imagination to, to create images. And what happens, this is very interesting to me. Scientists tell us that the images that we see create these images in our brain. And it actually tells our brain, all right, that the things that we see inside of our brain, inside of our heart, are actually real. We, what, what you begin to, to focus on as a man thinks in his heart, I think somebody real famous said, who was it? Oh, we have Proverbs. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That is, a, as a person believes fully persuaded inside of them and imagines, it, as, as, the, as you begin to agree with the vision of your life that you have inside of you and allow that thing to begin to birth for, so are you. Why can't some people get over things that they struggle with in their life? Because somewhere inside of them, the vision of their life, the vision of their creativity, the vision of uh, their money, their weight, their relationships, their whatever it, it may be, their financial situation, the vision that's inside of them has not changed. That's why I think Paul spent so much time in the New Testament that said, please don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. That is, please don't think about life. Listen, Jesus has come. (laughs) He changed things. Don't conform. Don't think about things the way the world teaches you to think about it. But be transformed. That is, be, be changed, fundamentally changed by the what? Renewing of your what? Mind. See, our mind, our spirit, our emotions, our heart, these are powerful engines that God has given us to co-labor with him to see the kingdom released in the earth. And so our imagination is not something uh, that is just a, a little, this whole thing about imagining, and it's, it's going to require thinking outside the box and doing things in ways that don't always make sense. See, without imagination... I believe that it's impossible to have faith because faith is based on the, on the not yet, right? Faith is based on the not yet, the hope and the desires and the dreams of your heart. Unless you can see, unless you can feel, unless you can tap into some way in, in this beautiful emotional way that God has given us, unless you can tap into that, faith will never be birthed in your heart because faith is all about being fully persuaded. How many of you have tried to do things just kind of by the book and, oh yeah, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, and you don't feel nothing. And you're like, well, I'm, I'm quoting scripture every day, I don't know why. It's because nothing's in your heart. See, one of the reasons God gives us imagination is because imagination creates images. Image, image, imagination. See, the way that God's wired us, I think, is phenomenal. 
the way that God's wired us is he's wired us to, to, to be moved by image. I mean, you could, you could close your eyes right now and probably see images of trauma in your life. You can close your eyes and see images of dreams in your life. You can see images of memories. You can see, uh, for those of you who have dreams and faith, you can see images of what you hope your life is going to be. Right? Can you? I mean, if I could close your eyes right now and imagine a red Coke can, you, you could see that. Well, I can see myself right now. I can see my work in the Smithsonian at the Renwick. I can see the Matt Tommy wing. Woo! Hallelujah. They're going to have to build a new wing on the thing. Move over, Obama. Matt's coming through. No, I, I can see that in my mind. There's, there's a reality to it. There's an emotion attached to it. I can remember when God began to call me to be a full-time artist. He would visit me in the night. Dreams I would see, have dreams about. It. I would see things. I would, I would feel emotions. There's something that's being created. There's an agreement that's happening with my imagination. And see, we've been so trained in the church, you know, don't be caught up with vain imaginations. Well, what are vain imaginations? Vain imaginations are, are imagining and focusing your imagination on things that are not of the Lord, on things that have no eternal value. So if there's vain imaginations, there's got to be holy imaginations, right? It's like everything God gives us can be used, all right? For his glory. And so God gives us this engine of imagination to, to create images. And what happens, this is very interesting to me. Scientists tell us that the images that we see create these images in our brain. And it actually tells our brain, all right, that the things that we see inside of our brain, inside of our heart, are actually real. We, what, what you begin to, to focus on as a man thinks in his heart, I think somebody real famous said, who was it? Oh, we have Proverbs. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That is, a, as a person believes fully persuaded inside of them and imagines, it, as, as, the, as you begin to agree with the vision of your life that you have inside of you and allow that thing to begin to birth forth, so are you. Why can't some people get over things that they struggle with in their life because somewhere inside of them the vision of their life the vision of their creativity the vision of uh, their money their weight their relationships their whatever it, it may be their financial situation the vision that's inside of them has not changed that's why I think Paul spent so much time in the New Testament that said please don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. That is, please don't think about life. Listen, Jesus has come. <laughs> he changed things. Don't conform. Don't think about things the way the world teaches you to think about it. But be transformed. That is, be, be changed. Fundamentally changed by the what? Renewing of your what? Mind. See, our mind, our spirit, our emotions, our heart, these are powerful engines that God has given us to co-labor with him, to see the kingdom released in the earth. And so our imagination is not something uh, flighty thing over here. Oh, I'm so imaginative. I like to paint. I do it on the side. No. Listen, the reason that God is raising up, I believe, one of the reasons he's raising up an army of artists is because we get this. We get this inherently, this idea of seeing things in our imagination, agreeing with them, and releasing them into the earth. 
And he knows that if he can get us set right in our identity and flowing in this thing, that not only are we going to be incredible agents of transformation in the earth, but we're also going to be incredible catalysts for the rest of the body to go, what are they doing? How did that happen? Somebody got healed because they looked at what? That don't make no sense. Because of imagination, because we begin to tap in to the nature of who God is. If you've ever heard me teach about the nature of the prophetic process and, and all of this, you may have heard me talk about Genesis 1 and, and John 1.1, 1, 1, but think about this. In the beginning, it says, in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the face of the earth. And in the middle of that, it said the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and in the middle of that, it says what? God said, let there be light. And then if you go to John 1, 1, you see this interesting phrase there that says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Everything that was created was created through Him. In Him, who is Him? Jesus. It says, in Him was what? Life. And the life was the light of men. In Him was life, and the life was light. So we know the nature of God. In God was both what? Life and So when God says, let there be, he's not just saying, turn the lights on. He's saying, let there be a release of my nature into the earth. So that everything that was dark and formless and void and messed up at that point came into order. He said, let there be light. And see, as sons and daughters of the Most High God, we get to cooperate in that process. We get to participate in that process, everything that was created was created through God, through Jesus. And we get to be conduits of that in the earth now. So when Jesus shows us something, when Holy Spirit shows us something, it's not, oh, I'm just painting a cool picture in this great. My kids love it. I give it to my grandkids. They're so sweet. No. If you come to it with faith, If you come to it with imagination, if you come to it with expectation, suddenly the thing that you're putting your hand to now has the potential to release the light and life of God. Adrian, wouldn't it be fabulous if somebody called you up in a year or so and said, you know, I bought this bracelet at Gathering and I just love it. And every time I wear it, something just feels different. I just feel happier. I mean, why not? What would it be something if if, if somebody said to Lori, where's Lori? There she is. Wouldn't it be something if somebody said, you know, I, got, I took your, I took your uh, hand-stitching uh, tapestry class, and, and it was just incredible. And I was so inspired, I went home, and I made a shawl for myself, or I made a dress for myself. And every time I wear it, I just feel, I feel, fa- I feel there's something changes inside of me. And, and then what if they said, and then I kept wearing it, and the cancer that I had totally got healed. Or the song that that you wrote, I kept playing it over and over and over again. And suddenly that depression that had been in my life, suddenly it broke. Well, you know, we just thought, well, bless their heart. Isn't that great? You know? No. Do you think that God was just in a good mood? He just decided to heal that person? No. God could do anything he wants at any time, right? But God chooses He chooses to use you and me as ambassadors to see and agree with him in order to release the power of the kingdom into the earth. 
Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.